those words from Jeremiah, just a few small words, are a message of hope. But as we read the scriptures in the Old and the New Testament, we often come across stories where for an individual, for a tribe, or maybe for all of God's people, it seems that the situation is hopeless. There is no way out of their predicament. And for them, the story has simply come to an end. Think of these stories. Adam and Eve in Eden tried to hide from God. They thought that was it. They'd done wrong and they had to hide. Joseph, falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, gets thrown into jail. It would seem there would be no escape. Moses and the children of Israel, with an Egyptian army chasing them, find themselves at the edge of the Red Sea. Nowhere to run to. Only two generations on from Joshua crossing the Jordan, the Israelites do not know the Lord. They worship Baal and are constantly under attack by foreign raiders. Maybe from the New Testament we might find some. A a man is betrothed to a young woman. They've never slept together, yet she is found to be pregnant. What can he do but leave her quietly? A group of friends on a boat. Unexpectedly, during the night, a storm blows up. They will be swamped by the waves. All aboard will perish. The night of Jesus' arrest. Peter denies the Lord three times. Then the cock crows. Maybe Magdalene went to anoint the dead body of our friend, but found the rock has moved and the remains are gone. And she weeps bitterly. For each of those people, that's it. At that point in their life, there is no escape. There's no way beyond the circumstance they find themselves in. Their hearts are filled with pain. They cry buckets of tears. Perhaps they try to hide. Perhaps they just think they'll die. Yet because we've read the bigger picture, because we have many more pages to read, we might not be too concerned for them. We know what's happening. That there is a constant loving presence of God that will somehow move those people forward. They are in fear 
or sorrow. But for us, it's like as if we'd been reading a detective novel or some sort of thriller, and we'd turned to the back and seen there might be a happy ending after all. Justice might be done. We maybe don't have great concern for them. We know that God is there. But when it is us that are suffering, we sometimes can't see the future. And we feel just as marooned as those characters were. Today's passage, which is so full of hope, seeing that Judah will be safe, that Jerusalem will be safe, that there is a future for God's people, comes from a time of suffering and a man who is in deep distress, or at least we would expect him to be. But there's nothing in this short passage that suggests it. There are no fears being expressed. There there are no tears. Yet Jeremiah is a prisoner in the court of the royal palace. Zedekiah, the king of Judah, has not liked what the prophet has been saying. And so he's had him arrested. He's not liked what his ears have been hearing. So the prophet is taken away so that he doesn't have to be heard. Being the personal prisoner of a king may be enough to squeeze hopefulness out of most people. But there was even more to contend with. The prophecy of Jeremiah were coming true. Not that the hope is going to be fulfilled, not that the Lord is coming at that time. That's not what was happening on that day when he proclaims it. What was happening was that Jerusalem was surrounded. That the Babylonians were there and their siege engine was battering at the wall with the situation so dire that the homes within Jerusalem were being pulled down so that the stones could be used to reinforce the city wall. This is a difficult time for God's people in Jerusalem and for this man of God, Jeremiah. He's in a prison within a prison. And if the king of Judah doesn't have him executed, perhaps the the army of Nebuchadnezzar will. Maybe they'll see to it that his body lies among others in the city streets. But Jeremiah at this stage does not speak of hopelessness. He speaks of the future and joy and looks ahead. The days are coming, says Jeremiah. Those around him are thinking, oh yeah, the day's coming, sure enough. The days are numbered. They've got to be in here soon. 
and we're going to die. But Jeremiah says that the Lord proclaims that the days are coming when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. It is clear to the listener that such a day will not be the next day or the day after. Yet this is a word from the Lord saying, I keep my promises. You may be suffering, but I keep my promises. And this is an important reminder because what they are about to witness is the loss of the temple and the Ark of the Covenant going away. And the, covenant was, the Ark of the Covenant was a sign to the whole community that God was dwelling there among them. It was thought that if the temple fell and the Ark went, God was no longer there. And there are times when, feel that, when people feel that God is no longer there. But he remains. Even in the darkest days, he can bring hope. And the prophet is saying that he will bring restoration. After all that they've gone through, after all the suffering, God's love is still there. Indeed, God is greater than a building or its content that they used to look towards. The one who created the universe is greater than any created thing. His presence goes on and he hears our painful cries. Whenever we find ourselves in one of those desperate situations, be it a situation like the people in the Bible or something new, whether we've been caught doing something we should not, when we've been afraid of a natural disaster or of war, when our family life is somehow getting difficult and we don't know what to do, when we are in pain from illness or in the pit of despair, whatever is happening, God is not absent. It might be shaking us. It leaves us questioning what's going on. But God is aware of this. when it's us going through the suffering, we might find it hard to flick ahead and say it's all right at the end of the story. But actually, that is the picture we have. And as we start Advent, we are to look at the candle and say there is light in the world. And that light is growing week by week. And it gives us hope. 
today as we lit the candle, we can think that we're not just awaiting the celebration of the birth, but also awaiting his return. In the bleakness of Jeremiah's situation, and in what we experience, there is a promise for the future. The day will come. The Lord will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. And this is a promise of not just an end to the disaster, but a recovery from it. The future hope is not in the building that once stood there, but in the coming of a new kingdom. One formed with justice and righteousness. And we're called to be people of that kingdom, to have justice and righteousness in our heart as we live our lives. To take that to others and to see the world changed so that it's not a place of despair, but a place of hope. A place that looks forward. The one that Jeremiah speaks of is a king that is a spiritual one descended from David, who'd been anointed by Samuel under direction of the Lord. With Jerusalem in peril, David would have been on the minds of the people of that city. For he was the one that united God's people of Israel and Judah and brought them together and took the city of Jerusalem from the Jebusites. It wasn't until the reign of David that Jerusalem was entered and the promised land became whole. The fulfillment of Jeremiah's promise, the making of the new holy kingdom would require hearts and minds of God's people to become as one for us to join together just as it was when Jerusalem had been first captured. On that coming day which we await everyone will be united. All will recognize the Lord. Every knee will bow before him. And our voices will praise him together. And he will be called the Lord our righteousness. Or in other translations, the Lord our righteous savior. In the time of imprisonment and invasion, Jeremiah has faith. He knows God and hears what the Lord is saying. He knows that God has made promises that he will never break. And Jeremiah takes that attitude that in him there is nothing to fear. He trusts in the Lord and speaks the word of hope. Because of what is happening in your lives, some of you 
might find it difficult to speak of hope. But think of Jeremiah and his encouragement. For the days are coming.